0: We are going to be doing kind of a year end wrap up. On Tuesday, um, Pastor Steve and Pastor Harv talked a little bit about not focusing on what happened in the last year. And that's not what we're going to do. We're going to celebrate the blessings that we have had in the last year so that we can then look forward to what God is going to be doing in our lives moving forward into 2023. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Salty Pastor Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you learn and grow in your faith. It is a journey of faith that you must do. It is not something that you can opt out of. Instead, it is something that is either growing or shrinking every single day of your life. And we here at the Salty Pastor Podcast want to be encouraging you to grow. It's not something we can do for you. You have to do the work, but we can come alongside you to encourage you, to challenge you, and to probably entertain you a little bit along the way. My name is Jesse Mayer. I'll be your host, but I am joined with on Tuesday, I had so much fun having two guests that this time I decided to double the amount of guests yet again, and we have four amazing people here on the Salty Pastor podcast today. We have Steve Botsford, Harvey Friesen, Emma Fulmer, and Jalene Cabrales all here to talk to you guys, our Salty Pastor audience today. Say hello, everybody. Hello. Hey, good to be with you guys. <laughs> yeah. And I am excited because we are going to be doing kind of a year-end wrap-up on Tuesday, Um, Pastor Steve and Pastor Harv talked a little bit about not focusing on what happened in the last year. And that's not what we're going to do. We're going to celebrate the blessings that we have had in the last year so that we can then look forward to what God is going to be doing in our lives moving forward into 2023. New Year's Day is just a few days away, and you do want to have some remembrance of what you were blessed with, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: I think the key is you don't want to dwell on the past, What we want to do is, is that we want to learn from the past and we want to celebrate what God did in our midst. So a little bit of a line there, right?
0: Yeah, I think gratitude for what you have gotten and what you have been blessed with is incredibly important to f- to acknowledge what God has worked and done in your life so I want to just kind of take this this episode it's going to be a little different we're not going to have as much philosophy maybe and we're not necessarily going to have as many verses read but this is just as important in growing your faith as reading from your Bible and and your um, the way that you decide to give gratitude to God is extremely important. So.
1: Well, and Jesse, I think it's to note, too, in the, in the book of Nehemiah, which is, I think, the best leadership book in the entire Bible, but Nehemiah in there talks about uh, they get done finishing the wall. So when he shows up, the wall is, is gone down, beaten, etc. It takes them 52 days to build a wall, and the first thing he does after they build a wall, is, is that he calls in Ezra, who was the, the, the chief priest there, and he says, Bring out the scrolls and let us add to this day the things that God has done through us. Mm. So this is kind of one of those, we're not going to do all the verses and like that, but we're going to add to what God has done through us. One of the cool things going on that's here in front of everybody is this last year saw some really cool things happen. Steve, his ministry was around student ministry, his ministry has grown. When we first brought you on, Steve, a few years ago. The idea was you'd start out in student ministry, and if the Lord began to call you to it, there'd be a progression that might happen if God's leading you to that. And so, Steve's moved from student pastor to overseeing all the student ministry. And now being a family pastor in our church at the beginning of this year, Jolene came on to our staff thinking it might be five, 10 hours a week of helping in the children's ministry. And here she is the children's director for our church. And on top of that became the liaison to the school that we started in this building. Think about it, You didn't start your year out this last year thinking, wow, okay, I'm going to do a few hours and I'm going to be the full-time children's director. And then I'm going to help liaison and start a school that impacts <laughs> (laughs) 75 families in the community, and that's one of the things that God did. Emma and her role moved as well from children's director into a uh, a role of director of development, and now is moving into a role of being an executive pastoral assistant. So we're watching how we're growing in our faith, and I think it's one of the things that's really important about our church is a lot of times what we do is is that we look for a church we go, man, I just want a perfect pastor who will come and a perfect children's person and a perfect person who does this and this and a perfect creative arts person to find them. What 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 really happens I'm
0: also looking for that person. You're looking for that person, <laughs> that's
1: okay. You don't want to say we are too, and, uh, but but the point of it is is, is God is in the development business. Yeah. And what you ought to all see as a church is this, is that your pastoral staff, your director staff, your leadership staff have grown, 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 mm-hmm. right? We're not just where we were at the beginning of the year. You surely, Jeline, if we could just talk about you for a second. Mm-hmm. You didn't start out the year thinking, wow, my ministry would have this encompassed," right? I started
2: out the year saying, happy new year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And uh, moved into being on staff at Foothills at the end of January. And it's just been abundance to the full since then just really submitting to god watched blessings in not only the ministry and foothills and the kids here but also in in my family life watching my kids grow my husband being blessed it was just incredible to see submitting to god and saying okay, God, well, I'm, I'm the children's director now. Thank you, Lord, to then watching how that affected my personal life as well.
1: Yeah, well, and see, and this this is so important, too, because we ought to all watch this for a moment because when we talk about pastorally, Pastor Doug gets up and preaches and, and you know— exhorts us to go forward and using our spiritual gifts, etc. One of the things that we realize is, is that when God is calling you to something, he will prepare you. He'll stretch you. And then here's the other thing. It will have impact on several areas of your life and you have to tend to those things. So you had to tend to those things. You mentioned the full measure of all that. Things go really well. And things don't always go so well right talk about the success of ambrose school in the building for a minute
2: that was incredible i think you and emma talked about ambrose school right before i came on staff and just kind of prayed about it watched god grow within that and then it was maybe may that we decided, okay, well, we're going to do this. We're going to open a school. And it would impact the children's ministry quite a bit because Ambrose uses our classrooms in children's ministry, and they're now Ambrose classrooms, which has been so fantastic to see. And so I came on staff uh, a little more as the liaison, working directly with the dean of students there and Mr. Ortigo. And it's just been so incredible to watch something that, you know, we were a little timid about it, but okay, this is what this is what God's saying to do. And then watching what he did building that school here within just a couple of months and the people that were put in place incredible it was absolutely which most of the
0: time my understanding from our initial meetings with ambrose is they would maybe try to do an extension campus like that over the course of 9 to 12 months it was something that would normally take them a very a significantly longer time and we did it in Three, and that was largely yeah. due to God's blessing and leadership in working through us, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. And you know, I mean, a little bit of background work started 18 months ago and sitting down with them and talking with them. One of the things that's very important to notice about this too, and I've heard a little bit of this, is is that, so we worked at finding a good school to come in and partner with and to collaborate with. So you think this out for a second. Most people starting a school 75 kids, you're going to have at least $5 million worth of investment. You're going to have to, you know, stick shovels in grounds. You're going to have to do all this sort of stuff. We We Did it for a fraction of that number, and we brought in these kids. And here's the other side Amherst is an elite school, it believes in the fact that we can give our best to God. But one of the cool parts of it is, is that we were a part of scholarships going to families that would be able to be a part of that school. And so here we're building a broader biblical worldview, which I think leads from your ministry, Jeline, over to Steve's ministry. And that is one of the things that happened is that when you started out with a few hours and then went to full-time and then liaison and all that, all, all that process that got to there, it also included you saying, Steve, we are going to have hand in glove in the way that we help those kids come from birth to sixth grade. I think that's the demarcation, isn't it? Sixth grade. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden we go, hey, here, Steve, we're going to hand them over. So we're going to teach them so that we'll now lead them to this place, right? So Steve, Mm -hmm. talk about student ministry. Talk about the new person in your ministry.
3: Yeah, so uh, with stuff growing and, and moving into this pastoral, uh, family pastoral role, we brought in uh, a high school director. His name's Mason. He's been pretty great. He's been with us from uh, from about mid-summer's when he started volunteering in in the ministry. So that's always a great thing when a volunteer wants to step up in that mm, way. Yes, so we brought uh, we brought him on to um, to be the high school director which allows me to have more bandwidth for other stuff and um, seeing where he's going to be taking it this next year uh, is it's pretty exciting
1: tell us about your involvement still with the student ministry
3: yeah I will absolutely still be involved um, like I'll, I'll be the one who's hands-on with middle school ministry. Um, Be there every Tuesday night. For those of you who have middle schoolers, you should be there uh, or get your kids there. Um, So I'll have that aspect of it, but then still um, discipling Mason and what ministry looks like, uh, how we do it here at Foothills. And so it should be a seamless transition, hopefully from, from elementary to middle school and then on to high school.
1: Yeah, very good. Well, thank you for Yeah, I mean, that gives a perspective because part of what we care about here in the body of Christ is what God cares about. And what God cares about is He cares about people, irregardless of whether or not they're married or single or divorced or widowed or any of that sort of thing. But one of the things that God does create in the church is the family of God. And your life has an impact on families and your life has an impact on families and your life has an impact on families. We're all working on the movement of God, to grow us as a body of Christ, which is the family of Christ, right? So we are that. Uh, Jesse, tell us a little bit about what happened this year in creative arts ministry. What are some of the things that you've seen there?
0: I mean, in creative arts, it's mostly been a lot of just learning new ways to share the gospel in a different way that maybe haven't been done before. We, we, we have expanded how many podcasts we're doing. We're reaching different people with different kinds of podcasts. So Kim Peek now has two podcasts that she's doing, um, focusing on, um, women and then dealing with people or having, helping people who are dealing with chronic pain like she is with her her MS and how to still find hope in that because that can be more taxing than anything, just constantly being in pain. We have our parenting podcast that we also launched this last year with Kim Cross. And then we have multiple, um, you know, 16 to 23-year-old um, students or, or recently graduated students who are all serving here, learning how to do ministry in, an, in a way that's more... Uh, I guess, I don't want to say relevant, but more accessible in the modern era with electronics Mm -hmm. and creating different videos and podcasts and all kinds of different things. Well,
1: and and I think that speaks to the fact that Pastor Doug's vision is that we are a learning church and we are a teaching church. Yes. Right. And that what we're and we're a development church, because a lot of times and I think you guys think this out for a second. A lot of times we think, well, the ministry is for those who've got their perfect life together and figured it all out and done all those kinds of things. You know, Jaleen no offense, you're a fantastic person, <laughs> but I'm guessing that along the way, what God has done is refined you during that process. And God uses people, works through people that are faithful and available, they're teachable, they're open to his leadership in their life, and they're willing to grow with him. And part of what you, when I think about with you, Jesse, is, is that you take a lot of young students and you help create opportunities for them to be able to learn how to present the gospel in different mediums, because we do, let's face it, we live in a content thirsty world and what 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 ought to be out the front of that is christian content
0: yeah i mean if they're people are going to be watching something and so our thought process is well what they should at least be watching something that's going to help to grow them spiritually right yeah and so these students or recently graduated students are all learning how to minister in this new forum but also learning life skills that maybe they don't go into ministry full time but they are also being taught and prepared to do these skills out in the the private world, right? Yeah. And on top of all that, we're we're learning about how to better teach and prepare people in a different way that isn't maybe only on Sundays or only in a small group where Pastor Doug's really wanted to learn, you know, using this digital discipleship program, how do you learn how to tithe? So we made a bunch of videos about how tithing works so that you are getting real honest truth about what God says about tithing not just some random article on the internet that says you have to do blank and that's right.
1: tithing. Oh, absolutely. And and part of that is the culture of our church and part of that is is that we want you to know the word of God and be able to actually live it out and live it through. That there there's an interesting thing that I've had the joy of being able to watch and that is is this year our think about the holidays everybody gets really busy over the holidays one of the things that we're offering to our church is to say we're gonna have three services, which we've already had, but we have those three services for Christmas Eve on on campus, four online and doing that. But part of that is, is the Foothills family. Let's say you're in San Diego down there visiting your family down there. You still get to be a part of that Christmas Eve. That's part of Foothills, that it's where you belong. And it's your family of origin, you know, from the Christian speaking, from the Christian faith side of things, if you will. So we see that going on. And I... I I really thought it was amazing that on Christmas Day, get to be home with our family, Mm -hmm. watch this beautiful video that is a production that says, this is how we live a Christianly life. That's a beautiful thing. Emma?
4: Another thing I really loved that we started this year was the discussion questions and seeing that small group mentality and energy that you get from a small group after the Doug's um, message
0: every Yeah, weekend. for those for those of you who maybe only attend on campus, there's an online discussion group after every service that um, is immediately after Pastor Doug or Pastor Harvey or Pastor Steve closes in prayer, that they just come up here and they're real people from our church. Mason's actually one of the guys that mm-hmm. helps lead that. And they just talk about those discussion questions that we always have, have up at the end of the sermon. And I it was a ministry that I wanted to start because I'm one of the few single people on staff, and I'm like, well, if I ever take a week off and I sit at home by myself, who do I do discussion questions with? I don't have a family to do it. My dog's Cooper. sitting there, yeah. but he's <laughs> not going to do nothing. And so my thought was, you know, if you're traveling a lot or if you aren't, if you don't have someone to do those discussion questions with, you still should be engaging on them in some way. So having at least an online forum where you can go, oh, someone else is talking about this. I never thought about that. And looking at that small group idea that we so love here at Foothills, where a church full of small groups and discipleship. It's a great way for those that maybe can attend online. There's, I got at least one um, person on my worship team whose wife is just really, really susceptible to illness. And with COVID and all these other things going around, they just can't come to church. Or there's people down in California or Arizona who just can't be here. And so they still get to be part of our community, they still get to meet people that are part of our congregation that are here in Boise and not just the staff members, but people who serve in security or are just someone who attends and was like, hey, I could talk about these questions. And so I think that's really important for people who are maybe only having that online experience, still feel a part of it. They still feel like they know people besides just the maybe more Public-facing figures like ourselves, yeah, and we
4: get to know people better too. Like just learning Dan, you know, being on or different. Yeah, yeah. it's Mm -hmm. so cool to then be able to talk to them and grow in our relationships with them every Sunday. Because Mm -hmm. I wouldn't necessarily sit down with some of the people that are on there, and it gives that opportunity to talk and grow in our relationship
1: absolutely one of the other things that that's kind of a comes right out of is is that the growth in our groups we had a really incredible and i mean that really incredible men's boot camp this year in may of which of which we're going to have another one this coming year we're going to have another men's boot camp and out of that grew a group called the band of brothers and so the first thursday night of every month we meet over at idaho pizza company over there eagle and state street and we have a couple of guys uh, uh gary and jim and what they do is they facilitate. Facilitate the building of friendships and the growth of friendships among men in our body. One of the things that you've been working on, Steve, is the the growth in our men's, not only men's ministry, but around groups and gatherings around uh, the Bible, studying the Bible, etc. Tell us a little bit about what's going on in group ministry and what's coming up.
3: Yeah, so just, I mean, just to plug Band of Brothers, it's (laughs) January 5th, right? (laughs) Beginning of uh, the first one of the month. Yeah, it's
0: actually a week from when this episode will air. coming up, yeah.
3: Exactly. Yeah, And, and I think what you guys are talking about with that uh, online discussion group is like hits the point for all small groups. I mean, it's not, I feel like it's not enough for us just to sit and listen to listen to a sermon. It's so Doug passive, has, right? Uh, yeah, and Doug has some great things, but this really allows you to, to chew on it, okay? If, that, if that's not a weird enough thing um, to say, like, let me process what it is. Let me uh, not only think it in my head, but let me speak it to other people. And there's power in that. When, when, I, when I tell you something that I'm thinking, then it, it causes me to say, all right, now I have to go do something about it
0: well i was recently on the discussion group actually and um, i got laughed at by um mason's wife Brittany, who works for me and emma and several other people in the office about me talking about how i need to work on work-life balance and that was one of the questions is what are one of the things that you need to improve on but when you put it out to the internet or even just to a small group you're held responsible for that right or You are learning something about someone and being like, hey, you know, Mason and I have talked on small groups before about how our childhood upbringing wasn't super great. And that gives you some some context of the other person and Mm -hmm. realizing that not everyone's perfect. We all have our own struggles and it gives you something completely different than just sitting in. In the audience and going, okay, that was a great sermon. I'm going home and continuing to move forward with my life just as is. It it challenges you and encourages you. It transforms you when you do life together rather than just show up for a service and walk away.
1: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not spectator. We are not a spectator church. We're not a come and watch. We are actually a go and do and be and live the life of faith. Uh, it, it brings up a couple of other things and that you guys are seeing representative of ministry. There's more, much more ministry that goes on as well on our team, on our, our staff. Our table's not
0: big enough. <laughs> for no, everyone. we have a big enough table,
1: exactly. And so, but with that... There's glue, and one of the most beautiful things that, that that we get to watch is the glue that goes on through Cynthia's ministry and the food bank and outreach and what we do there and baptisms. Again, we had a joyful number of baptisms this last year where we got to watch God do beautiful things, and what you start to watch is is that everyone plays a role and a part. And when I think about Emma and I think of your ministry, what I watch and see is this: there, there's a German company called BASF, and they they are a, a, a technical company. They're into formulations and compounds and chemistry and like that. And they make the statement: they say we don't make the snowboard you snowboard on; we make it stronger. And there's all kinds of great ministry that goes on like that. And, Emma, your ministry does that. I mean, you've you've helped us host events in this last year. We One of the things that you guys don't know, too, is, is that we have an outreach to the community where there are people that are having funeral services. We have no connection to them. They have no connection to us. But we reach out and say, yes, come here. We will help you as you walk through and you grieve. When I think about all the different events, and then the shaping of education in in the greater Treasure Valley, the relationships that you have helped us to build in education with Ambrose and other schools. Tell us a little bit about that, Emma.
4: Well, yeah, we've worked with the Upstream Foundation to build relationships with the Cornerstone Academy, Ambrose School, other schools around the valley, and just really uniting people and empowering them to do what they're doing. We're not coming in and trying to change things. We're just recognizing them in the community and supporting them in that. So that's been really amazing to watch.
1: Absolutely. You know, I mean, a church has to have a role in the community, and the role—if a lot of us know Jeremiah chapter twenty-nine verse eleven—it says, you know that 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 I, God God is for me, and He will bless me, and that He, you know, He's there to take care of my needs and all those kinds of things. Uh, but what we forget is Jeremiah twenty-nine seven, and 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 we're called to pray for the good, uh, the goodness, and the well-being of the community around us. And one of the things that goes on is through our outreach ministry, through our food bank ministry, through Emma's ministry as a liaison to the community on our behalf, through the work that Tiffany does, through the work that Mizda does, through the work that all the people from Megan down the road, Brittany and Mason and all the different people, we reach out to the community. And part of it is as your leaders, we speak to the community about our call to love them and our desire to do that. And that takes a lot of leadership. And a lot of that leadership happens right here around this group and everybody I just mentioned as well. and, And lo and behold, We haven't spoken about Pastor Doug. Yes.
0: Well, and speaking of Pastor Doug, one of the things he's called us to, and I don't know who coined the term, whether it was you or him or what, but he said, we don't want to be the best church in the community. We want to be the best church for our community. And I think that's been a big shift. Not necessarily, I think we've just been more vocal about that being our goal in the last year where it's like, okay, we don't care if, you know, we, we want to support all the other churches in the community, but we're not here to... Go and say, well, we want the most people because that's what's going to make us the best. We want to say we've come in and said, what's going to make the people, the, our community, the best, and how can we help do that? So it might be education, it might be outreach, it might be student ministry, it might be an event, it might be funerals, it might be, be
1: parenting, it might be collaboration, all kinds of things. Because to your point, see. We want to be the best church for the community and we want Eagle Naz to be the best church for the community. We want Eagle Christian to be the best Mm -hmm. church for the community. Just go right around. I mean, pick the different bodies around us. We want all of us, the body of Christ, to be the best for the community. And one of the other things that I think is really special in our group here is we have lots of professional and personal relationships with other believers who go to other churches. Mm -hmm. I think about the the relationship you built with Michelle Vernon, Emma, and how her and her husband, they go to another body of Christ within the valley, but the, the sense of we pull for each other that you help us to build and that, Jalene, that you helped us to build in the community. I mean, there's lots of things that we're doing that are like that. And church, we know that your neighbors are followers of Christ as well. There are, and there are people that are not yet followers of Christ take our lead in this one of the cool things i've been asked to do is with one of the other executive pastors here in town is to build a parenting or we've already got the curriculum but to to do some father-son coaching for fathers of 10 of 11 12 13 year old young boys becoming men and we would help them go through it for a year and we'd have some guys from uh capital christian and some guys from foothills christian and that we would collaborate helping each other to grow in our faith. I mean, and this is a national program. They picked us to be a part of all of that. Guys, we're doing things because we care about you. We don't need to fill a calendar.
0: Right. Plenty to do. And a lot of that comes from Pastor Doug's vision he, it is his he vision. leads ultimately he's he's what we call a luminary in our leadership training and he he has ideas of 10 years down the road this is where i see this church going and i have mm-hmm. a long term plan to get there where a lot of us we function in the day-to-day or maybe next week mode he's got this vision that he prays and has has been working towards yeah. and pastor Harve helps him facilitate that as well but a lot of this idea comes from him and, it's from his
1: heart right and, he and you want i mean the the leadership to just to jump in so what pastor doug has put together was a curriculum on leadership development for future elders and so there have been a few that he've piloted with this last year an entire process of how to grow to become an elder in the church of christ because part of what we're trying to do and you guys can see it right here right there are different generations mine and then you guys generation—that are represented right here at this table, right, all of you youngsters and all of Doug and I, the oldsters, is that the Church of Jesus Christ is always in the process of hand, handing the baton on and believing that God is at work in the next generation, just like you are believing, and you are as well, that God is working through you all in the generations that follow as well. We have to believe that and see that. It's 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 a long idea, and I just tip my hat, I love working with Pastor Doug because we are doing that and he has an ambition to be in that long idea.
0: Well, I mean, oh, sorry. I mean just this whole podcast being here was a large portion his idea. I mean part of it was we had uh, he needed to cut down how long he was preaching on Sundays because he was wanting to preach Fifty minutes. And God bless him. Keep and, going. And he <laughs> should, as pastors are meant to do. Stay up there, but we, brother. Keep we going. thought that you know why put even a fifty-minute limit on it when we could get upwards of an hour or more if we started doing a podcast. And this podcast has blessed so many people, and it has connected so many people, and we have gotten to have such great conversations on this podcast. And a lot of that comes from. Doug's leading and his ability to say, I see a vision of what we could be doing in our community and how God is a part of that and how he will bless it if we put him first in it. It's not a, we want to be internet famous. It's not a, we want the biggest YouTube channel on the planet. I mean, there's that's not our goal at all. It's what can we do to better our community locally? And, you know, sometimes when it's on the online community, that means reaching across the world. But yeah. we're, we're here to do that. Emma, you were going to say something. Well, so?
4: he, Pastor Doug doesn't just preach it. He practices it. And I think that's where I really learned a lot from him in just how he lives his life. He puts God first and then he... Takes into practice fasting. I mean, that was one thing I took on this year of really focusing on, and he taught me how to do it. Even his little tips of like around three thirty, you might want to have a diet coke, and I was like, really, we can have diet coke, <laughs> you know? And it was wonderful, and I, it was such a great moment. But it's made such a difference in my life, and that's all because of Pastor Doug and his leading. And he fasts all the time. He doesn't tell anyone. He's not like I'm fasting right now and make it a big deal. That's just part of his life, and that's what's inspiring. And that's you know, where you want to follow a leader like that that lives day in and day out following God and then shows that to the people and the leaders that he's around. Well, so. and I,
1: I think that comes as well, and, and this is important. Some of you are kind of new to our church, maybe even new to the Christian church movement, if you will. And, and, and the idea is this is that we also have a wonderful set of godly elders, and those godly elders hold, hold Pastor Doug and the staff accountable, accountable to the Word of God, accountable to the ministry of God, accountable to the finances as it relates to stewardship in our world here. So there's all kinds of wonderful things that happen and part of that is because we are a Bible-believing body of Christ. I, you know, uh, some of you are native Idahoans you know, that are up here. A couple of you guys are, right? And, and some of us are sort of, you know, we showed up at a great time and we're glad we're here and we don't want to ever get kicked out kind of thing. But I, I also think God's doing something special in Idaho. I think God's doing something great here in Idaho, and uh, I love the just the joy of being able to be here and watch how that's happening. There's a dynamism that's happening here. There's a sense of we're all for each other here. There's a sense of, hey, if you need a bit help, there's still a neighbor. There's still a friendliness about Idaho, and I well, love personal that.
4: Personal accountability. I love that. Yeah, oh, Idaho I know it comes with <laughs> personal oh.
1: accountability. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you you got to own your own thing. And oh, by the way, we'll be a good neighbor too, right? Hmm. Yeah, Jolene. <laughs> you have any further last thoughts you want to you know, share with us? You know, I was us? just
2: thinking and just pondering on what you guys are saying about Pastor Doug and just reaching out to the community. And I am a transplant. Um, I moved here about five years ago, and I was seeking community. And when I came to Foothills, I just felt like this is the place. This place felt like home. One of my favorite events this year was Roundup, which is Pastor Doug's vision oh, that he kind of brought back. There were a
1: few cows and yeah. died for that event oh, to happen. A
2: Maybe a couple. Just a couple. Um, but just, <laughs> I, I don't have any family here. So being yeah. in this place has really brought me to my family here in Idaho and just so humbled and grateful and appreciative mm. to Pastor Doug's vision and the way that Foothills has implemented
1: that. Yeah, somebody mm-hmm. said to me just recently, said, you know what we love is that we had a gathering in our house and someone said, Pastor Doug's welcoming of people. And and because like it or not, people are moving here, right? 260,000 more people have come in over the last several years. And, and the point is, they're welcome, right? And it's big and broad welcome. Now carry your own weight, take your personal yep. responsibility, it up. Let's make the better, you know, the place better together, right? Absolutely, Emma. Any closing thoughts, Jesse? Um,
4: I just, yeah, this year has been amazing, and I, it's been um, a real understanding of if you allow God to work in your life, he'll move fast. I mean, if you get out of the way, he will, you know, and, and th- I, we saw that with Jolene, we saw that Amber. with Mason, we just saw it in the staff and just even Br- Ambrose coming. Um, that was incredible. And um, for someone that works a lot with timelines, I didn't think we could pull it together. And so that's where I really knew that God was, had his hand in this because um, yeah, it moved quick. And it was a great year.
3: Steve? Well and I think that's where like following the leading of God is, is important, right? There's so many times where we can say, like, hey, I wanna I wanna do this thing. God, would you bless it? Would you bless it? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's the aspect of like, you know, what is what is God doing that that I can join in? How can I uh, how can I join in the blessings or the the work that He's already doing? And that's when it is that streamlined thing, I believe. Yeah. And I think that's something that's great about Foothills, is is that's that's the mentality. It's like, you know, let's let's not just do something to do something let's let's have a reason for it let's say uh here's the here's the why let's go for it mm, so. good word pastor
1: Harve? uh no i'm done with words you're <laughs> done, done with words said no pastor yeah. ever but sure let's go with that
3: <laughs>
0: well thank you guys so much for joining us i i have to say this has been an amazing blessing of a year god has done so many amazing things as we heard and We actually probably could have gone another half hour just talking about personal things that he's blessed us with and how ministries have grown and what we see for the next year. But mostly what we wanted this to be was a challenge for you guys to look back on your lives and go, what has God blessed and what has he done this year? So then looking forward, you could say, how can I get on board, as Pastor Steve said, how can I get on board with what God's doing in and around my life? And let's row together with him so that we can really make some changes and do some amazing things. So thank you guys so much.
4: Can I add one thing? Sure. 2023 Salty Pastor merch. Yes. Is that going to be a thing? Uh, (laughs) I hope so.
0: We'll see see how uh, budgeting goes. But yes, Uh, the the idea would be we want this podcast to continue in whatever form or fashion it is. I know that I personally love getting to sit down twice a week with Pastor Doug and Pastor Harv sometimes and Pastor Steve now. um, And getting to chat with them about various biblical things and then getting you guys on here too to occasionally speak into the life of the church and what they're doing and so we are so blessed that you guys as an audience continue to tune in and continue to um, allow us to speak into your lives and then you're speaking into our lives as well so we just thank you guys so much and most of all we thank god for all that he's done Mm -hmm. in us and through us this year and we hope that you have a happy new year thank you so much and we'll see you in 2023 here on the salty pastor podcast